0: Follow so many interviews and listen to so many interviews all over the media, whether it's in magazines or YouTube, as if I'm researching a paper that needs to be published. And all these years, I had no idea what
1: I'm going to publish, but here I am with all the information out there. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is Tanvi. So, if you go look at my Instagram account, and specifically the ones that I'm following on Instagram, it is filled with nostalgia. Like, I'm following all the people from the 90s, and I'm calling like random people. Like Kim Sharma Do you remember her? It's like a shrine of my 90s nostalgia And ladies and gentlemen That's your second host for the podcast Slow A special mention to our social media partners Bollywood Direct
0: You can find them on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram At Bollywood Direct
1: Hello and welcome to the MovieWala podcast. Today we are talking about Amar Akbar Anthony. The movie was released in 1977. It stars Vinod Khanna, Amitabh Bachchan, and Rishi Kapoor, opposite Shabana Azmi, Parvin Babi, and Neetu Singh. And the movie is directed by Manmohan Desai. Music is by Laxmikant Pyarelal. And the Prime Minister of India in 1977 was Muraji Desai. Two Desais today. <laughs>
0: Can I also add the few names other than. Oh, that? sure! Also, a uh, mention to the supporting cast, which was Pran, Jeevan, and Nirupa Roy. And believe it or not, the dialogues were written by Kadar Khan. He was a dialogue writer and a story writer in the 70s, and a lot of popular pot boilers were actually written by him. So, Amar Akbar Anthony is about Amar Akbar Anthony, <laughs> who are three brothers who get separated when they are kids because of certain events which form the premise of this story and the movie shows how they get back to each other and how their paths keep crossing each other during the duration of the movie but they don't know that they are brothers and that's what the whole movie is about. Uh, I am actually so excited about this movie because it is one of those childhood favourites. I think it was probably one of the most telecasted movies while growing up. So I just happened to have seen it a lot of times and I don't know how, but I do remember all the scenes and I knew exactly how it's going to go down. So yeah, it brings back
1: really good memory. It's one of those movies that would always play on Doodarshan and even if no one watches movies, Hindi movies, they would still know all these iconic scenes because, you know, they're always played. When they talk about great scenes in Indian cinema, some of the scenes are from this movie as well. So, it's like one of those iconic films. It was so entertaining. <laughs> I think this defines masala. Manmohan Desai was known for making these masala movies where, you know, as people say, you just leave your brains behind and just go watch the movie but they mean it in a very judgmental way but I would say this is a movie it's like you just go for the entertainment value you just don't think about anything and just watch the movie and have fun for three hours
0: you know I would I would kind of in a good way I would associate this movie with something like say Tom and Jerry or you know Humpty Dumpty (laughs) but you know not in a cartoonish way in the sense that naturally Tom and Jerry doesn't make sense like you know random things are happening they're jumping and hooping you know you know that does that doesn't happen? But you're entertained. You're laughing. You're you know you're in for the ride, and you want to see who's going to come on the which side of the tiff. So I associate this movie with that kind of a cinema. And I genuinely think nobody does pot boilers better than us. Like if, oh my gosh, if there is a genre that we excel at, it's this genre. And Manuhan Desai was you know a man of conviction. You know he. He said that three people are giving blood to their mother at the same time. And you're like, yeah,
1: sure, why not? Of, <laughs> why course, not? <laughs> of course, it's medically possible to do that. <laughs> of course, it is, you know. Have faith. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so, I mean. And you know it's not. But you're like just going with the flow. And that's exactly what I mean. Like, you know, when a storyteller tells you a story, you know it is a story. So now I'm watching a movie as a story. I'm not trying to find the reality. And from the word get-go, you know now, you know, you don't have to like sit and uh, analyze the story. You don't have to like sit and be like, oh, let me pay attention to who's going to be who and what. You are there to be like, okay, let me just chill, have some popcorn, have some samosas or, you know, (laughs) and just
1: sit and enjoy. Yeah. And I'm a firm believer that not all cinema have to be cerebral. There could be cinema that is entertainment, that is just pure entertainment. And so that does not make a cinema lesser than what an intelligent cinema would be. I'm completely with you. because it had all the stereotypes it had all the tropes it had everything that that would make you eye roll but it does not make you eye roll you just are in it for the ride you're just into the movie
0: <laughs> you are i know exactly and i didn't want to forward a single song a single scene nothing was over the top for me i was like yeah he is praying to the god and god returns his mother's eyes up. Of course he does. Like, have some faith. My, You know, I'm the most faithless person. But in this film, I was like, I have faith. Yeah, of course. Of course that happened. The brothers kind of meet at the end and everything ends up hunky-dory. Of
1: course. Yeah. Have some faith. And in this big city of Bombay where there are like thousands and millions of people, these three connect and they find out their brothers and it's it's yeah of course it's possible <laughs> yeah that's exactly right like the 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 director
0: sets the tone from the word go like what i said and then yeah. You're in for the treat. So now that everybody knows it's a potboiler. You do not have to use your brains. Nothing's gonna make sense. You're just there to see the magic of cinema, excellent dialogues, some amazing songs. Mm, uh. And of course, now songs, I mean
1: I couldn't pick a favorite song. Could you pick a favorite song? So my all-time favorite, even now, that makes me happy is my name is Anthony Grizzler. Oh my, I'm singing. I've caught your bug. <laughs> no, actually, I was listening to our previous podcast and, excuse me, you sing as
0: well. Really? Yes, there have oh, been no. songs where you have been humming and we are not singing, we are humming. Okay, Isn't I like that better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we hum well. <laughs> we hum
1: well. Yeah, so my all-time favorite song is that, even now, when when that plays, it just gets me in such a happy mood and also, I feel like that song is done very differently in terms of, it's not rap, obviously, but then, you know, the snippets between the songs where I think it's actually Amitabh Bachchan's singing it. You know, those random. English sentences, they are so random, but it's so catchy. So, yeah, that's yeah. If I have to pick one, I think I'll pick that. I know there are other amazing songs as well, which I also love, but if I had to pick one, I would pick this one.
0: <laughs> what about you? I, I really can't pick. I liked all of them. I love the Kavali, and I miss Kavalis. We don't have Kavalis in our movies anymore. I think last was in Mehuna, where Farah Khan hmm. does the Kavali. With uh, Shah Rukh and Sushmita Sain. But this movie has Kavali. it has this My Name is Anthony Gonzalez fun song, and then it has Parda, and then it has this like a uh, religious spiritual song as well, which I like as well. I like all of them, and I liked uh, Humko Tumse Hoge hai Pyar mm-hmm. because I like the picturization because all those six characters are shown in that song, and you can see how all of their chemistries are different and they all look good together. And I love Shabana and Vinod Khanna part in that song. But I can't pick a favorite. I love all the songs. I think this movie was the perfect example of how all the songs were also equally fun. There is not a sad song Mm -hmm. in this film. There was not a single sad song. So, yeah. And I'm so over like heartbreak and all that stuff. So, I'm just like, (laughs) yay, I liked it. I liked everything. All the songs. And they fit in with the story. So, it made complete like smooth sailing for the film. It wasn't like, oh my God, why has that song come in now? (laughs)
1: <laughs> and uh, what did you think about Shabana Azmi in this? It's a very masala role for her. Masala movie. What, do, what did you think about it?
0: I liked it. I used to like when Shabana and Smita Patel played these pot boilers. You know, they played the mainstream actress in a potboiler because it was so unexpected. And I like that they kind of, you know, they weren't above it. And mm. they were not like, oh, you know, this is not our genre. I wish they had done more because they they did it well. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, Shwana Asmi was young and, you know, I really loved her face. I mean, not that I don't love her face now, but it's just like, you know, youth, young. Her face, so much innocence, like quintessential
1: Indian woman. I just loved her face when she was younger. I know. Even I like these crossovers when these, I don't know if you can call them indie actresses, offbeat actresses. That's what we call in Hindi cinema. When these offbeat actresses also can do these masala movies, I love it. What a range, right? It shows the range as an actor because some of the offbeat actors can get a little judgmental about all these masala movies and you know, they kind of look down on it. But I absolutely love these crossovers when it happens.
0: Absolutely. So let's talk about our actors. There's Amita Bachchan, there's Vinod Khanna and there's Rishi Kapoor. Did you have a favorite or did you think all of them were equally
1: good? Oh my god, I definitely have a favorite so whenever there's a 70s amita Bachchan, you don't even have to ask if i have a favorite it will be Amitabh Bachchan. <laughs> i just love him like i don't know that specific 70s amita Bachchan was amazing so i can still watch his movies and i'm like wow and vinod khanna obviously he's good looking like we were talking about look at rahul khanna and akshay khanna yeah akshay khanna too but rahul khanna oh my
0: god i'm more akshay khanna fan you are Oh, interesting. (laughs) I like quiet, silent types. I feel like Rahul Khanna is also kind of quiet. Uh, We wouldn't know, but...
1: Because he doesn't talk at all.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, we wouldn't know whether both of them are quiet types or not. But whatever interviews, like Rahul Khanna hasn't done as many interviews Mm -hmm. for me to know. But whenever I've seen his interviews or any public interaction, he seems to be more extrovert and in like complete uh, comfortable zone... Akshay Khanna is a little always, like, on the edge. Like, he's always, like, quiet. And you don't know whether he's going to right now answer the interviewer or slap the interviewer. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I'm always intrigued by, like, I feel like want to be the voice of his mind, what is going on in uh, his mind. And I'm always like, hmm, he's thinking right now, what f***
1: all people these are. <laughs> <laughs> what a stupid question that is, you know. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, going back to Vinod Khanna. Yeah. Yes, so if I had to pick a favorite, obviously it has to be Amitabh Bachchan. But I know you love Vinod Khanna.
0: I do love Vinod Khanna. I mean, not to say that I didn't love Ak- Amitabh Bachchan or Rishi Kapoor because I actually, like, this is perfect star cast where everybody was equally good. But I was just, like, crushing a bit on Ak- Vinod Khanna because you don't get to see that many Vinod Khanna movies lately. We haven't seen, and, you know, now he's passed away. But he didn't get that kind of limelight like um, Amitabh Bachchan got and Rishi Kapoor is getting. So I feel like I don't want him to be, like, forgotten. Hmm. So I was like No 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 He was And he had that At one point He was the sought after actor Unfortunately He got into Osho And he left the film industry For a while And then he, His movie career Kind of Didn't take off As it would have Had he not gone that route But I feel like he had A little bit of gravitas And he had a little bit of Like you know Swagger Sophisticated swagger Which
1: I liked And he plays a cop In this movie And he plays it to perfection You know Like was his physique And everything Yeah
0: Absolutely but like I don't want to not put the limelight on other actors like Amitabh Bachchan's comic timing in this film man it was on point that man I mean like you said 70s Amitabh Bachchan is epitome of hot and sexy it's like you know none of them had like hot bodies they're not like showing off their abs they're not flexing their muscles and man they're no less than any other manly man out there and I loved I love his comic timing I love when Amitabh Bachchan does comic timing it's so Mm. pitch perfect but then uh, I was like noticing I'm always noticing when other actors copy the previous actors and there's always been like shades like how we were talking uh, Sunil Dutt and Sanjay Dutt they being father and son but then there are a lot of other actors who copy other actors and the most copied actor is Dilip Kumar. Like mm. every person even Amitabh Bachchan at a certain point was copying Dilip Kumar. So everybody like goes through this rite of passage so to say and I think uh, Shah Rukh Khan copies, you know I'm not saying copy as in like intentionally copy. Right. I think everybody kind of feel like that is the template somebody needs to follow and then eventually when they grow into their own they kind of break that template but you can clearly see how Amitabh Bachchan kind of does the Angry scenes and he replies. His body language is very much like exactly how SRK plays his angry wow. scenes and the way he delivers his dialogue. So you can see he's like this husky voice and then he turns around and then he, you know, if you put two scenes on a split screen and watch Amitabh and Shahrukh, you'll be like, okay, okay, I can see it. Or oh, that's what I
1: think. Wow, that is so interesting because I've never seen anyone compare Amitabh and Shahrukh, and now that you're telling me, I'm like, oh my god, yeah, it. Like the husky voice right? when he gets a little angry or whatever. Yeah, I can see that. It's not to say that, you know, you know, Shah Rukh is copying Amitabh Bachchan. It's just a good observation that you made, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, you'll
0: see always, like, somebody is always inspiring somebody. And then, like, how I said, they eventually grow into their own and they find their own way of doing those scenes. But, yeah, so that was yeah. something random. But I also liked Rish Kapoor because I feel like nobody could have done that character in that time. Mm-hmm. The way Rishi Kapoor did it because you needed that like he had swagger, but he wanted to like he's playing a Muslim boy and he's still like, you know, cute and fun. And I felt like Rishi Kapoor brought his own charisma to that character. So I felt like the casting was like pitch perfect. Yeah, totally. So uh, when I was reading Rishi Kapoor's book, I re- he had shared something about this making of this film, which I thought is a very interesting anecdote, which is he was not available for the shooting off the climax. When the two brothers are fighting the goons, he was not available. So, and usually in the climax all the leads have to be there that is the point so you'll notice uh in the end he's just playing one instrument and while the other two brothers are fighting the goons and he's not fighting any goons but he's just there providing a comic timing and playing an instrument that is because those scenes were shot much later because he was not available to shoot the climax with uh vinod Khanna and amita bachan because he was in like jodhpur shooting for some other film and they kind of just stitched it in and i was like when i was re-watching the film I was like noticing and I was like exactly he's
1: not ever there three of them are never there in a scene fighting but see me without knowing this I, I did not even notice that you know there was this yeah that I just thought that because he's like the younger brother you know he was not fighting
0: yeah exactly eventually it had become a thing like people had noticed like you know this was just something random and Mohan Desai came up with that okay we'll just give you an instrument and you keep playing that instrument and eventually people like really found it entertaining that he's just There, everybody's (laughs) fighting, and he's playing this instrument, and it became a funny kind of a climax. But it wasn't something that was thought of beforehand it, that was a little anecdote about the film and um mm, mm, mm. and you call Parveen Bobby poor man Zeenat do you oh want to elaborate on that
1: yes <laughs> and coming to the women in the movie of course it has Shabana Azmi and Parveen Bobby and Neetu Singh and Parveen Bobby when the first scene that she comes in and I'm texting Tanvi saying that oh my god Zeenat Aman is so hot and Tanvi texts back saying that it's not Zeenat Aman it's <laughs> <laughs> Parveen Bobby so yeah so, so the thing with me is I think a lot of people also get confused you know because they look very similar uh, I think their style is different but they still look very similar and I was just telling her that you know how Parveen Babi I've always thought of her as like the poor man's Zeenath Aman but of course you disagree
0: <laughs> yeah I, I do disagree because yeah I don't think she's poor man's Zeenath Aman because uh, yeah I like how I described it would be Zeenath Aman is more rock and roll and Parveen Babi is more chic and sophisticated a little more you know, on the right side of being politically correct and stuff. Like, that's how her body language is, at least. She's so pretty. She can't be poor man's anything. Have you seen how fair and beautiful she is? For her to be poor man's something, like, she'll, like, shine like a diamond among the poor people.
1: She, she is gorgeous, for sure. Like, every frame of hers in this movie, she's so pretty. And Shabana Azmi, me, I mean, I, I'm a fan of her, so. And and Neetu Singh, do you want to say anything about Neetu Singh!
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah and not to overlook Neetu Singh and I know again we had like a long discussion guys. Flo does (laughs) think Neetu Singh deserves any much uh, kind of accolades in hindi film because she got married and never came back and i think she hasn't watched half of neetu singh's <laughs> films so i was like trying to tell her that how she needs to watch Kale khel mein so just to cover Kale khel mein we are actually going to do a whole series where we can feature Kale khel mein but going back to neetu singh again i would say big fan of her work i've loved her in kabhi Kabi. i've loved her in Kale Kale mein and even here i few of my favorite scenes were actually the love scenes or like romantic scenes between her and Rishi Kapoor because they're always like they're cute and naughty and I'm always like inclined towards cute and naughty between mushy and romantic and cute and romantic so I'm always towards like naughty cute and romantic so I like their scenes again perfect Casting. I liked her in her role, yeah. The female characters didn't have enough screen time. They were just mm. there for like, they did solve a purpose, but they were not given as much screen time, but still loved it, yeah.
1: And Nirupa Roy. We have to talk about Nirupa Roy when we're talking about family dramas because she is supposed to epitomize Indian mothers, the sacrificing yes. mom. So, Nirupa Roy is the, she plays the mom of Amaragbar and Anthony. We have already spoken about Mother India, where we spoke about Nargis playing the role of a mom to perfection, in that, you know, the, The mom uh, that she plays is very different from the moms that Nirupa Roy plays. Nargis is shown as this very strong woman and who doesn't give up easily. And even after her husband passes away, she has all the problems in the world, but she still manages to survive and, you know, bring her kids up. Whereas here, Nirupa Roy is shown as somebody who gives up. Like, she's sacrificing, but she also is ready to give up easily because, you know, she attempts to kill herself, you know, in the starting of the movie. So what did you think about that? Like, what the difference between the two moms?
0: Oh, This is, like, heavy. Because I feel like in this film, the focus is not so much on, like, the women. Of course, they had to show her downtrodden and, like, nothing is there. But I feel like, you know, they kind of say that she has tuberculosis, right? Mm. So, naturally, she can't work because she's unwell. And then she realizes her husband's passed away. Yeah.
1: So, I feel like... She thinks he's passed away. Yeah, Yeah.
0: He. Yeah, she thinks he's passed away. So yeah. I feel like, yeah, she doesn't have any money. She's sick. So I feel, yeah, was it right? No, she has three kids and now she's going to leave them often and, you know, chooses to die. But then in the end, but eventually she changes yeah. her mind. But then, you know, we always have, we all have uh, moments because she eventually decides to not do it, you know, when someone persuades her. So, um, I mean, I didn't really think much about it because I wasn't trying to go deep in this film about like, you know, relationships and whether it's right or wrong wrong or female versus male i was just going with the ride of the film like okay i'm just here to enjoy
1: i was thinking of it because you know we had recently watched mother india and i'm always amazed by you know nargis's character so i was like wow what a contrast that's because it's still like fresh in my mind Hmm. i was just thinking how different you know both the moms were
0: yeah no that's a good observation yeah i
1: guess it shows you know how different people are
0: So our favorite topic of fashion. So I've been noticing, myself noticing, a lot (laughs) of men's fashion in Hmm. movies versus women's fashion. Like I think in this series, family dramas, I've been looking more at like men wearing dhoti in bavarchi or like the swagger of Rajkumar and Sunildat in Vak versus you know looking at women. Whatever women are. I'm like how okay fine, you know, they're looking fine. Because most of the times women are always shown pretty and nice and you know and they're wearing whatever the fashion is in that decade more or less. But over oh yeah, here I'm just noticing like men because Lately, I feel like, you know, very few men are experimenting. They're always in their normal jeans, jacket, jeans, t-shirt, suit, basic things, right? But all of these movies, we've only covered four movies so far, but they've all had like such different fashion for men. And this was like, oh my God, hipster at its
1: best. Yeah. Yeah.
0: There is a point where there's a scene where Amitabh Bachchan's wearing like a bell bottom high waist trousers with a gunji and a belt on top of the gunji and not the trouser. And there is a, just a jacket off the shoulder. Like he just has it off hmm. the shoulder. He's not wearing the jacket. And then he's going to like go fight in that outfit. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is like, you know, so cool. And then that outfit that I mentioned about, uh, you know, where I'm saying that uh, Vinod Khanna looks really, you know, swag. To me, he's wearing, again, the fashion was wearing bell bottoms and high waist trousers, but he's wearing like this sky blue body fitted, I wouldn't say t-shirt, but it's like some form of shirt. And he's wearing these big sunglasses and, you know, and then they're just walking with their like 70s swag. I know. God, I mean, I'm not going to comment on Rishi Kapoor's outfits because of a wardrobe, because it was very specific to, he's wearing kurta pyjama whatever, like the typical Muslim boy would wear. But these two people are killing in 70s fashion and looking so good in it.
1: This whole movie was like the epitome of 70s fashion, like the best of the 70s. Like even uh, when it comes to women, they show Parveen Babi as, you know, mostly in Western clothes. And, you know, and I love oh, everything, everything that she was wearing. It speaks 70s and even Shabana Azmi and Neetu Singh.
0: And Shabana's printed saris were, of course, 70s printed sarees. And then Neetu Singh was wearing uh, shararas and a mm. lot of uh, Muslim clothing, 70s Muslim clothing. But that was... Like, yeah. So, we have, like, no criticism in any area for this film. We're like, yeah. We (laughs) are buying whatever Manmohan
1: Desai was selling. We're like, you are selling it, we are buying it. Let's go with it. Absolutely. So, like, speaking of the title itself, Amar Akbar Anthony, we have to talk about secularism here.
0: Yeah, I, hands down, like I told you, I think this is hands down the most secular
1: mainstream Hindi film ever made. Yeah. And me and Tanvi pride ourselves as Indians that, you know, we are like very secular. I don't know about how secular we are now, but then growing up, you know, India was always a super secular country. And this movie, when the babies are separated, when the kids are separated, they show the Gandhi statue and, you know, that's where one of the kid is found. And I thought it was so perfect because, you know, his idea of India was for all the religions to coexist, live together in harmony. And I thought, you know, it was just perfect and it was a perfect reflection of the society. Like I said, you know, there, there are a lot of stereotypes. I mean, stereotypes are there for a reason, you know, but I'm just buying everything that the movie is talking about. Yeah, like how you said it was, there are stereotypes, but then isn't
0: stereotype just another side of quintessential you know things that make us quintessentially indian are also things which are stereotypically indian and i feel it's like a little misused word if you want to like when people want to be proud about what they want to be proud about they're like oh yeah we drink chai all the time so it's quintessentially indian we always say like huh adjust corona so it's quintessentially Mm. indian But if we, if somebody would say like, oh, your house always smells of Indian food, it's stereotypical.
1: So we take offense.
0: Yeah, if somebody looks at, us and says oh you guys must have been good students if we were not good students we would be like oh don't stereotype us you know we could be good in something else but if we were good students we'll be like oh yeah you know most of South Asians are like yeah that's very like we'll take it as like a pride so it's like very convenient sometimes where you want to fall on like if you are that thing you're like so say for example if somebody told me like oh you must drink tea and because I don't drink tea I'll be like oh you're stereotyping me but but if somebody said you must have been a good student, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, of course. We're <laughs> all good students. <laughs> I'm actually fine with stereotypes, like honestly of course I don't want to judge people by the stereotypes but like you said stereotypes are there for a reason there are things we do as a community
1: which kind of make us who we are exactly and I also feel like you know we always take offense but in fact for me it's like the tone that they say it in right that matters a lot and I know as a person I can know the kind of tone that they use so when I know that they're ignorant and they genuinely think that's how we are then I understand where they're coming from and I try to tell them that you know not everybody's like that whatever you know so the tone matters a lot and I don't understand when people get offended for you know with everything. See, sometimes just, it just could be an ignorant comment you know so it's up to you to tell them.
0: Yeah sometimes I don't think I'm offended sometimes it's not the offence Sometimes it's just the number of times I have answered this question already. So it's not that I'm offended. It's just that I'm tired of answering it. So it's just like, you know, if you catch me on a bad day and I already have had like, you know, 100 other shit things going on and now I have to again answer why I speak English. It's just like something I cannot deal with that day. That's fair. (laughs) I get it. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's a fair question. Actually, one thing I realized, like I... I I don't know about most people, but I don't even get offended when people don't pronounce my name correctly. I suck at pronunciation. Oh my god, it's so refreshing to hear that. Yeah, I mean, I don't get offended by mispronunciation of my name because I have, you know, having traveled and lived in different countries is what I've learned. Every language is different. The way they say the words, the way they pronounce different alphabets is different. And I know that. I'm fine with it. As long as it is in ballpark of how my name is. Like, just don't make my name, like, Sandy, you know. So, you know, Tanvi and Sandy, I mean, unless it's like just you're listening to me then it's different. But if somebody says Tanvi or Tanvi or Tanvi or you know any version of my spelling, I'm fine with it. I mean, what's the big deal? Yeah, the point of a name is that somebody can call you. Mm. It's not that big bigger deal. People make it such a big deal, and I'm like, you know, it's some people will pronounce it the way it's written, and some people will use phonetics. Some people, oh god, it's,
1: and some people's like language does not have that you know, sound or the word, so they might not know how to actually say that. So it's no one's fault they're trying and that is all it matters yeah so whenever somebody asks me like oh no we want to say your name right tell us
0: and I'm like you just can't I mean how do I tell them you can't because even that is rude and I'm like okay they're like no tell us how would you say your name I'm like Tanvi and then because the "th" is not part of most languages they can't say Tanvi so they'll always say Tanvi 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 and then they like force me to keep telling them Tanvi 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 and I'm like why are you doing this
1: (laughs) it's okay I'm okay with can be. because there are a lot of names that we can't pronounce a lot of surnames here i, I you know sometimes i don't pronounce it rightly you know so it's there are so many South Indian names that I can't pronounce because I don't know how,
0: you know, they're too long for me to like figure out how how much further I have to go on. Exactly.
1: And this is like within your own country. So imagine it's so not fair to ex- expect a person from another country to kind of pronounce your name the correct way as long as they're trying. I mean, again, intention and the tone matters, you know, as long as you can figure that out, I think, you know, we're good. As long as I know you're calling me, I'm fine. You know, you can say whatever you want as long as I get it. If I don't get it,
0: then don't get offended because I'll be like, you know, I just didn't get it. I don't know who you're calling. Yeah. <laughs> I know we are not recasting, but I had this idea and I wanted to just uh, share it. I know we're not recasting, but I thought it'll be great if we remade this movie with female protagonists. Instead of Amar Akbar Anthony, they can make it Nena, Julie and Nagma. Wait, it has to start with the same letter. So Nena Nagma and Nancy <laughs> Nena Nagma and Nancy and I also have people who I would want to cast them for Oh tell me so for Amitabh Bachchan's role I would cast Kangana for Rishi Kapoor's role I'll cast Deepika and for Vinod Khanna's role I would cast Anushka Oh wait I have to visualize it so Vinod Khanna is Anushka as the cop Anushka is the cop okay and Deepika is the fun tailor right And Kangna is the comic con. Oh, that'll be cool. (laughs) For their love interests, for Parveen Bobby, who is against Amitabh Bachchan, I would cast... Like, so, against Kangna, I would cast Aditya Roy Kapoor. Yeah. And then against Deepika, I would cast Duljeet Dosanjh. And then against Anushka, I would cast Rajkumar Rao. So, Rajkumar Rao is playing Shabana Azmi. Interesting.
1: I really like the idea. I hope somebody is listening to our podcast and pitch the idea. I
0: thought it Maybe would be we should. so much fun to have like three female protagonists and they are they do the exact same things happen so <sighs> i'm having so
1: much fun doing the family dramas how about you yes me too i'm loving it so yeah i'm having a lot of fun re-watching it because you know some of the movies i haven't seen it in a while And you know it's always fun to go back and then watch it for the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of
0: our listeners who ask us, like, how do we pick our movies? Uh, you know, um mostly it's our the movies that either one of us are really big fans of. So that is number one criteria. We are not picking any films that are going to torture us, except for Kuch kuch Hot in the last (laughs) series. (laughs) Other than that, we haven't picked any film which we both either or were not fan of, and along with that, they need to be classics and have made some form of cultural impact or significant difference in our movie watching experience as a country. So that is how we pick, and uh, we are loving all the feedback that you guys give us. So please continue doing so, and uh, we are most active on Twitter right now. So if you want to join us at Movie Pod on Twitter and Movie Podcast on Instagram, as always, thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.